Have you checked? For all you know, the Rad Turkey Brian is sold out already, you idiot. Get to the stupid store now at radradio.com. Got this email, R-A-D at radradio.com from Allison, as we were with a Brent and Melissa from sackspirit.com. Allison says, Brent and Melissa's show is my favorite show in the year. Aw, yay. These two are my absolute favorite humans. Thanks for being here and sharing your awesomeness. Awesome. I have a question. We were just talking about this with uh, Brent in the previous segment with uh, aliens. What about the difference between aliens and spirits living up here in the hills? We see lots of quote-unquote people on the side of the road at night. And on one night in the summer, I saw a glittering person laying on the side of the road. Did you do anything to help him? (laughs) Yeah. Boy, that's a a tough question because the um, aliens, uh, from what some of the information that's coming out, tend uh, appear to be able to be, um, you know, be, you know, not not only be able to, go like long distances but they you know they're, they're trans-dimensional is what i was trying to say they're cross-dimensional to be able to, to manipulate different dimensions so mm-hmm. that does get into mixing it up a little bit with ghosts doesn't it um, there's been books about that where yeah. where they think that places that are really haunted never have alien problems so I maybe don't know. they don't like each other. <laughs> they don't like so it's it's kind of it's the kind of weirdness. So there's a weird question. There really is something there. Yeah. I've, so I, I've heard of that yeah. though. That where especially up in up in the hills. I don't know oh, what yeah. it is, but there is a, a, a more spirit activity and more alien activity. Don't know why, but I I we have had a lot of claims and a lot of clients sort of up in the hills, up in gold country, a lot of different areas like that. And both uh, phenomena have been claimed. So Kyle's, Kyle's been very transparent about his experience with yeah. aliens, at least once, <laughs> yeah. right? Uh, so is it your position, Brent, that aliens are here, have been here, visit here? Wh- wh- where where are I you on that? I think they've been here for thousands of years. Thousands? I think they've been watching us for thousands Do of years. Do they come and go? I think that uh, I think they're watching. Maybe we're their little ant, ant box experiment. I, I don't know, but um, but yeah, they seem to be watching our progress. Um, of particular interest to me is that uh, the aliens and UFOs t- are taking uh, over the past few decades a marked interest in our nuclear facilities, especially our nuclear uh, missile silos. And uh, there, there are documented case after case after case after case of these things hovering above, even messing with the systems. Um, there's one story out there where the, where they armed the missiles and and start and started the launch sequence and then shut it down to try to scare them. I guess um, they, they they seem to be interested in what we're doing and what we're capable of. Don't get me started on the <laughs> uh, on the space shuttle and the and the and NASA. But wouldn't they be okay? So wouldn't they be? And, the, and this is me projecting my belief. Wouldn't they be so far advanced beyond us that they wouldn't care about most of this? I, I, I live in the Star Trek world. I live in the I live in the first contact world yeah. where the Vulcans come in whatever the hell, twenty three hundred when they finally go, Okay, you're ready to deal with this advanced race kind of thing. Yeah. So wouldn't it, it, is that just naive on my part? Maybe it's their planet too. They don't want us they don't want us to blow it up. Oh. That's a good uh, perspective. <laughs> they, they, some they, maybe they have some kind of vested wow. interest in us. See, I've always come to the theory that we're like um, an experiment, similar to what Brent was saying to us being like an uh, aliens ant box. Like they're they're testing on us and stuff. I think we're like the sixth grade 
um, science class experiment for <laughs> aliens. Like they're all juvenile, and the, the goal is mm. create a race that doesn't blow each other up and is peaceful. And they're not doing a good job right now. Yeah, they need to try harder. <laughs> Treble trouble. Trouble, 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 we got a pair of tickets to see Tim Allen at uh, Hard Rock Live in Sacramento, Saturday, November 11th. Caller 18. Hello there, Paul. Good morning. Yo, yo, yo. Yo, yo, yo. You will guess first. If you know the song title, you win. If not, we'll go to Abraham. Hola. I'm Mr. Lincoln. Como estas? And Shane, your caller 20. What's up? Uh, we are looking for a rock song from 1983. Oh. Seems right for Halloween. What is the rock song from 1983? Do you know, Paul? No, I do not. All right. How about you, Abraham? Boogie Boogie. What? Shane, do you know? Bark at the Moon. That a girl. at 9 a.m. with the pressure cooker with the uh, Scooby and Shaggy, Brent and Melissa. For, well, wait, which one's Scooby? And, but you're <laughs> Scooby. So Melissa and Brent. <laughs> We're trying to help you out. Uh, from uh, Sack Spirit. And by the way, by the way, if people want to try to schedule a, a reading, a visit with you, how do they do it? What's the best way? Uh, so they can. I suggest, you know, either going to our website, sackspirit.com, going to the Contact Us page, filling out the form. Um, hitting submit. Um, make sure you hit submit. A lot of people forget to do that. And and that sends an email directly to me. They can also go to our Facebook page, uh, facebook.com forward slash sack spirit. And we're also on Instagram. Most, you know, people follow us a lot. Um, and, you know, I'm sure we can get have Brandon post some links and stuff. Um, as well and they can just reach out and we'll we'll get them booked um do know that it takes me a little while to get back to some folks um uh, just because of day job family stuff all kinds of things going on um i actually have a handful of people to respond to already and <laughs> there i do have four people that I, I have to reschedule i know about you i remember about you we did have a loss in the family a few weeks ago so I took a little mini hiatus, and I'm just as soon as I can get stuff squared away, I will get back to everyone. I'm gonna do a quick uh, offshoot because you you went through the process of of of, of explaining to idiots how to use the internet, which is important. <laughs> uh, which reminds me that it is Tech to You Tuesday, and uh, Ian from Tech to You will be doing a special Halloween show this morning at 10 a.m. on Rad TV at members.radradio.com. Literally going over everything that can scare you to death. Should be fun. Like how he could get into your garage, how he could copy your credit card, how he could get into your home network, and how he can see what you're doing. He will talk about all of these things, from serious physical threats to identity theft and everything more. That's on uh, Tech to You Tuesday at Rad TV 
at members.radradio.com. We are with Brent and Melissa from Sac Spirit. We got this email, rad at radradio.com from Bob, who says, question for Scoob and Shaggy. You guys will do phone call readings? Does empathy work over the phone? Is it off their voice, a gut feeling, something like that? I'm curious how phone readings would work. Do you yeah, do that? Yes. So I do um, actually uh, quite a few of those. Um, the phone reading um, thing is great for people either can't get to um, physically, you know, if they live too far away, or just, you know, if that's all they need is just a reading to kind of tap into their energy, talk to a relative, that kind of thing. Those are ideal then rather than dedicating a whole weekend appointment um, time for um, they will send me a photo ahead just a little ahead of the reading. I asked them for a current clear selfie about two to three days prior to the reading. So I will look at their their color photo. I just I study their aura from the photo, the energy. I use my intuitive uh, abilities to just kind of meditate in on their energy. And whatever I get, I write down. I can't guarantee anything will or won't come through. I can't guarantee what, you know, what will happen. But, yes, they are just as beautifully healing as our in-person sessions. Hello there, Heather. Go ahead. Good morning, Rad. Um, My question, I think it's kind of similar to the one you just had. Um, I have a, a teenage daughter who we lost her boyfriend to suicide a couple months ago. And for the first several weeks there, she was really um, interested in trying to connect with him. And I thought about contacting you um, for maybe like an aura reading or or something just to help her um, with the grief. So I I didn't know if that was maybe a good idea at this time with it being so soon or maybe something to wait for her, especially at her age. Um, yeah. Just kind of wanted your thoughts on that. Uh, I, I do recommend at the bare minimum, people wait three months after a, a passing um, to even think about connecting. Just that's mainly for the grief process of the individual to allow them not to be so raw and in a, you know, and I want people to be in the right headspace to receive the information. So I think that's the best idea. Um, and then, you know, I, also, obviously, we're kind of booked out, so there's that. Um, and especially if there's, it's more like a teen, you know, teenage person, their grief process will look even a little bit different. So I do suggest waiting a few months to um, have the session. But because we are booking, you know, spring, as far as phone readings, like spring time right now of 24, if you reach out and, you know, message us to book now, it will be for something several months down the road. And yeah, we can absolutely do a phone session. Um, some people tell me what they want their phone session to, to target and be about, and I'm okay with that. I also like the organic process where I just tune into your energy and I just tell you everything I organically pick up on, and it can be a combination of both. But if you have somebody in mind that you want me to help you guys connect to, please just yeah reach out and we'll, we'll get you booked. Uh, we got this email from uh, Rodney. He says, I've utilized the amazing Melissa and Brent at Sac Spirit. According to Melissa, the birth of a newborn can excite the other side, and my parents have been coming to visit. While I love the activity around the apartment, I miss my mom dearly as she passed from MS in 2008. Is their visiting stopping them from finding peace on the other side? There's there's a deep question. I'm glad her and my daughter are interacting. Thanks in advance. You guys are amazing. And no, the answer is no. Um, Souls have free will. And especially was a you know just a just a regular good-hearted normal human being, 
um, they have done their transition. They are f- using their free will to choose to come back and help and visit and still be part of the family and offer love. They're they're not trapped. No, they're not stuck here, and it's not preventing them from from seeking any kind of redemption or healing or anything like that. Do they travel in and out? Like like like, and maybe I'm being too clinical here, but do, do in their example, does the grandmother? Uh, it, come from this amazing place of peace to visit the child and then go back. Yes. That's how I understand it from the souls. Okay. Yes. Uh, Jennifer says, my dad passed away last year unexpectedly. I have not felt him around me. I was wondering if you can possibly let me know how he is or whatever you do. Why is it that some people feel nothing like and, and, mm-hmm. and those that want to feel it? And the people that, yeah, if, sometimes you want something so bad that you actually block the blessing. It, it's it's a weird and annoying phenomenon. I, I huh. like I like I said, I, I my grandmother who raised me and, and just was an angel to me then and now. Um, she passed in 2007, and it took me years to even be able to really tangibly fully pick up on her. And I'm gifted, and I just my, I was blocked to to all high heaven, and I couldn't I could not get through it. I was like, but I want to get a sign. I want to see her. She sent little signs that were very subtle, little things that we picked up on as the family. Um, but it wasn't till a handful of years later where she just cracked the door wide open and like, okay, well, by the way, it's also time for you to reopen your gifts. And then the floodgates opened, and now I tangibly experience her very regularly. So it just takes time sometimes. Huh. So even in the afterlife, if you're desperate, they still don't want to come to you. You know how you're like, <laughs> all I want to do is talk to this girl or this guy, and you blow up their phone and you annoy the hell out of them. They're like, oh, no, no, no. They're ghosting you. <laughs> yep. Oh, Jesus. Literally. Yeah. Do you? Do, Brent, do you have do you have these experiences? Do, do you like do do dead relatives visit you? Uh, I, I know you mentioned the cat earlier. Yeah, very much so. Actually, my my grandfather did when when he passed. It was a few months, like you said. Sometimes they come back right away too. Um, I wanted when Dad passed in in uh, 2014. Um, I wanted him to go do his work on the other side. He'd had a full long life, and he always joked that he was gonna that he was gonna haunt the Trans Am, <laughs> yeah. uh, um, which uh, I inherited. And I have <laughs> yeah. since sold that car, but uh, so uh, you you have a car like that, you got to drive a car like that. You know that. So <laughs> so um, so I, I would take the Trans Am on what I called her walks, you know, and go up uh, like Iron Point Road with this, and I'd um, have a tape player in it, and <laughs> and I was uh, playing Motley Crue, and uh, yeah. and turn it up and uh, jam it. <laughs> Motley Crue, and you know how on tapes there's a there's a space between the songs, a quiet space between the songs on the tape. And it, I I swear to God, this happened. It freaked me out at the time. In my father's voice on the tape, and and it wasn't on the tape. I, I rewinded it, and, and, and you know, in my father's voice on, across the stereo came. He very clearly said, "This isn't music," which, which is exactly what he would have said. He liked classical music. It's exactly what he would have said. So sometimes, sometimes they come across a. a loud and clear even when you don't expect them to or, or want them to i wanted him to be doing his work and come across when he was ready and he wanted to judge your music mm-hmm. <laughs> we we had, i think brandon actually texted you about this this is like over a year ago this because it has not stopped there's this weird sensation that happens with me at the house only in the morning where i will see a vertical white line Okay. And it doesn't always happen in the same room, which that was not the case the first time that I think we contacted you about it. Okay. And and, and 
you know, my my logical brain says, oh, it's just some weird eye thing. It's the morning. It's and and, and it, you know mm-hmm. that's what. But it it it's not necessarily related to the lights being on or the lights being off. It's and it 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 again it moves from room to room. That's interesting. It doesn't follow me. That I'm not explaining that. So it's not something coming through like a a window frame type of thing or door frame or anything like that. And are you the only one seeing it? As far as I know, I mean, my wife's never mentioned it, and 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 she's heard me mention. Yeah. So it's just like a like a like a a beam of light. Yes, a white. It's a straight white beam of light, and it's very fleeting. It's there for like seconds, if that. Which again, I to me, I just want to explain it away of oh well, I'm I'm barely awake because it only happens hmm. first thing in the morning, whatever that is. Usually, obviously, you know, two thirty to three a.m. Yeah. But even on the weekends, maybe four a.m., it still happens, and it it happens seemingly to me every day. Wow. And and, and I don't always like at, at this point because it's been going on for a year or more, mm-hmm. I don't always even notice it anymore. Yeah. It's like, oh, yeah, there's that. You know, I'm just going to rub my eyes and it'll go away yeah, it kind of away. thing. Because I do wonder if it has something to do, like, I get lightning bolts, like, they're like ocular migraines, so I do get weird light phenomena, but you're seeing it almost at a distance from you is what you're saying. Like, it's not right in your visual field, like, right up in your face? I mean, or is it... if I had to guess, like, because it's not really there, I'm aware yeah. that it's not really there, yeah. it's it's two feet away. Oh, that's really strange. I mean, that could be some sort of spiritual opening, like, a, almost like a doorway shutting or some sort of, you know, spiritual phenomena. But, I mean, it doesn't hurt to go, you know, get your eyes checked, go to Griffin and Rita. <laughs> <laughs> nice plug. <laughs> you know, maybe just make sure there's nothing weird going on in in there. But but why would it only happen first thing in the morning? I mean, obviously, yeah. eye doctors could explain that. Yeah, but... I, I would have them look at that. But at the same time, I mean, you might just be, you know, do you wake up feeling? Well, this is a stupid question, but like profoundly exhausted, like you've traveled all night, like you've been somewhere all night. Lately, yes. <laughs> Uh, I'm just going to say, sometimes, you know, there's a phenomenon called astral traveling where we just kind of, our energy leaves our physical body. We're, we're still tethered to it, sort of almost like a kite string. But you could be having that sort of phenomenon where you're just, you're going energetically places. And so what you're seeing is that moment when you're dropping back down in. That's the paranormal explanation. I'd still like you to go to... Check yeah, your eyes, though, just, just in case. Uh, Brad says, Rob, you're just channeling the Sacramento Kings and lighting the beam. Yes, <laughs> yes, light the beam. Uh, <laughs> you know, you might be. <laughs> um, this is from Cher. She says, hi, Melissa and Brent. I've always believed that things like Bigfoot, Mothman, and other crypto species are, in fact, interdimensional species mm. who can move from one dimension to another what are your thoughts? And by the way, this is also my favorite show of the year. Oh. Yay. Well, that's another good one. Uh, asked me that question five or six years ago. <laughs> I, would, I would have said those are all just, just flights of fancy, uh, that they're, they're just made up. I'm not so sure anymore. I'm, I'm, I'm fond of saying the only things I'm sure that don't exist is werewolves and vampires, and I'm not even sure about the vampires anymore. You know, everything else is up for grabs. Uh, there's a phenomenon called Helltown that is a, a little bit like the trans, the, the, the transdimensional beings. Yeah, uh, yeah. Helltown. They're in, in Ohio. In, in Ohio, yeah. And I, I sat down to watch a 
this documentary, and I was like, this is going to be rich. I'm, I, I need a good laugh. And by the end of the program, I was like, okay, well, that's totally unexplainable. <laughs> you know, Didn't um, it have, like, yeah. antlers or something? It was yeah, some sort of yeah, and they really had, creepy-looking The, the, the Wendigo. Ah, yeah. The Wendigo. And and, uh, it seemed so stupid to me at the outset. And they laid out their case, and I'm like, wow. Um, And maybe I'm just gullible. I don't know, but I don't think I am. And Bigfoot. There is so much evidence with Bigfoot as far as especially recording the— Did you see this video a few weeks ago? Yeah. From the Colorado train? No. Where the the train is going by, and and, and, and so all they have is out out the window of this thing that that looks like— Goddamn Bigfoot! <laughs> it, 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 it and the, because it's going, you know, passing the yep. train, you, you you don't get a lot of time with it. Where it's it, it's seemingly like crouching down and hiding from right. the train. And I'm not I'm not a Bigfoot guy, but I'm like I don't know how to explain this. Oh, cool! I want to see this. <laughs> yeah. uh, we're, 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 we're showing it. We're showing it on right. See, my theory with Bigfoot is I there think it is. like it, it goes back to the aliens. Like maybe aliens have pets or different animals on other planets, and they come and drop them off on Earth to see how they do. And I think Bigfoot might be one of them. The Loch Ness monster could be. Looks like it looks like Chewbacca. Right, yeah. it kind of does. No, it's like it, somebody yeah. in Chewbacca suit. It, it looks like a guy, yes, in in a suit, but it's out in the middle of nowhere. According to all the reports, I don't know exactly where this is, but all the reports are, you know, this you're in the most rural part of Colorado. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And this train, why would this guy even be there? That's interesting. And 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 the, these are the things that make me go, huh. Yeah. No, that's essentially, uh, there is something called a ghillie suit um, where, where um, they, they use it in the military. And it just, it's like a you know, big, right. big, big thing that, that's meant to... You know, it's like big hairy thing that's meant to blend in with the with the landscape. But why is this so, guy out there? Right. The why would he be out there? So and it's a bunch why, of sage or whatever. And how, and how tall did he really? He look would have to too. be a super tall guy, right? Yeah, exactly. I, yeah. I, I, there's a lot of creatures out there we just don't know about, and there's a lot of yeah. a lot of terrain we just never have been. Big so question mark. How do we know? Yeah, it, it could be some prankster guy who knows the train tracks are right there, and he's got a property up in the hills, and he's like, I'm yeah. gonna go mess with people. No, it could. Mm-hmm. It, it absolutely could. could. I, I don't dismiss that at all. Uh, Melissa wrote in and said, I just want to say thank you to you guys this morning. My mom is in my home on hospice and is actively dying. She has occasionally been seeing someone that is not there. Oh, yeah. And I know that she there. has seen others that have gone before her. Your discussion about dying has given me a lot of comfort, knowing that passing is not unpleasant, even though it might be scary. Is there anything I can do before she goes to let her know it's okay to move on and not feel like she needs to stay with me. Literally just that. Just literally just tell her, thank you for being here. Your your journey is done. It's okay to go home. And those souls that are there that she's seeing, they're w- trying to welcome her home, so let them take her. And she will. her physical body will be gone, but her soul never will be gone, and she'll be at peace. And then she can be one of your one of your guardian angels and helping you out. Kyle, I don't know if you were alluding to this, but I know you've taken care of, of elderly people, but you, yes. you kind of commented like, oh, yeah, I've seen this before. Yeah, so my great-grandfather, when he was passing away, he was on hospice as well, and I was there as one of the caretakers for him. Um, and um, there was a situation where I'm rolling him downstairs um, on one of those uh, electronic chairs that come down. I'm getting him into his, his wheelchair, and as I'm pushing him away into the family room, he looks at me and he goes, who's that funny guy playing the piano with the weird hair? And I'm looking over. I'm like, there's no one playing piano with weird hair. And he did have all time, all, Alzheimer's and dementia. And I know that they can hallucinate and see things. So I pass it off as that. 
But when I think about it and get a little deeper and go into the mumbo jumbo side of things, I'm like, is he passing on to the new the new realm? Is he going into another life where there's somebody playing piano in this certain area? Because those of us that are built to be skeptical, that's what we do. We just go, oh, it's just he, he's nuts. There's, it's it's all science for that. And how do we know which which one it is? Right. Yeah. yeah. We don't always get to know the answer. I think it could be either. Yeah. Uh, Pedro wrote in. This is very vague. Hopefully, you know what the hell he's talking about. <laughs> oh, Says no. Brent. Thoughts on Antarctica? Oh, oh boy. I do know. You, I, you have thoughts. I, I have thoughts. Uh, what is um, he talking about? Um, it's a continent. It's ice. So it's the first, cold. Let's, let's start. The, the This is a whole discussion by itself, believe it or yeah, not. It um, Reader's uh, Digest. Lovecraft was, Lovecraft was fascinated with Antarctica. But anyways, let's start, just start that we understand that everything that could be or is on Antarctica, it's all buried in ice, right? It's all buried. So we don't know what that landscape really looks like. Um, there are um, there's purportedly a pyramid on Antarctica, and the government has it locked down and won't let anybody in there. What government? Uh, the, the, there's the, no government. It's well, Antarctica. Well, we actually have government stakes on Antarctica. We have our own stake. Other governments have their stake. Most of Antarctica is not claimed. You're right. Um, th- this was uh, this was this was a claimed by us, I believe, uh, either us or Great Britain, and they were able to get inside of it, and they were able to. Uh, I mean, there was power. And they didn't know where the power was coming from. The thing had electrical power, and and, and nobody nobody had been in there for thousands of years. It's just a story, um, you know. Take it, take it. I wasn't there, obviously. I'm just going by the the, the reports that I've read. Um, there are credible reports that uh, that there are, there have been finds on Antarctica. One of them is a crashed craft. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's that story. And, meaning an alien craft, and then there's the pyramid story, the underground complex story. And if you're gonna, if you were gonna have like a civilization on our, and on Antarctica, um, you know, you would do it underground. And remember, Antarctica wasn't always frozen. You know, back when the continents were still drifting apart, Antarctica was warm. There are fossils of animals in those mountains, very, very probably. So, so the the what what most people I think would would craft as a conspiracy theory sure. is that multiple governments have teamed up to just shut this up. That's yeah, that's the conspiracy like, yeah. theory. Yeah, uh, and there's been a lot of movies about it. The Thing is my favorite one. I love the, <laughs> I love John Carpenter's The Thing. <laughs> so, Great one. It's it's kind of creepy too because if you go on Google Earth and you go to Antarctica, there are blurred out areas of Antarctica. There's like a huge tunnel like structure that looks like it could possibly be, and it's and it's not like it's it's all white. But they have it outlined and blurred out, and then they have other patches on our on our car where the same thing is happening. So I'm always wondering, like, is it being covered up and stuff? And you know, I watch a lot of ancient aliens. I'm all into this kind of conspiracy <laughs> side of things, too. So I, I think there there's structures over there. I think the military is doing weapons experiments down there. They're not telling us either. Could be, yeah. But what military? The United States. So like, maybe there's space we weapons, like the lasers and everything, and they're doing experiments there with them. We don't have, like, ownership over Antarctica. Well, there's the, well, here's the other crazy thing. I don't know if it's true or not, but I heard that you need permission to go to Antarctica from eight different nations. Like, you can only go there if you're a scientist or if you're in there for the military. Well, and you have to get accepted to go there. Like you, we couldn't just like you have say, to get accepted by all eight nations. I don't know if is you have to be. I don't know if it's just your military. Like say I'm an American citizen. I don't know if I need it from the U.S. government or if we need all eight 
of them or whatever the 12 countries that are ruling it say, hey, you can now go. Look, I'm just here to ask questions. I'm not, I'm not saying that anything of this is wrong. Or... Apparently, we don't have the answers either. <laughs> but there are big settlements on Antarctica. You know, we know that. There, 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 there are, places, I wouldn't call them yeah. cities, but there are large towns on Antarctica, on, on Antarctica that we've built. <laughs> Um, and science, science facilities, mm -hmm. you know, there's a, a lot of the global warming studies are done on Antarctica because the big pieces of it are breaking off and going into the ocean, and they're interested in that. So, so a lot of nerds are there is what you're saying. Yeah, there's a lot of nerds there. All right. That sounds about right. <laughs> uh, we are with uh, Brent and Melissa from Sac Spirit. Phone number is 888-989-9811. You can email us R-A-D at radradio.com. We'll be back after this. Rob, anybody, and Dawn. The Rob, anybody, and Dawn Show.